0: Log Talk Radio. Good afternoon, welcome back to Seek to Teach Radio. I am your host, Minister Taheem Wells. My um, co labor, my co-host will not be joining us today, but I know he's um, definitely invested in this topic, and also I know he sends his prayers and support. So let's begin. Of course, this is the third part of a three-part segment talking about um, depression. We were graced the first and second episode to have a good friend, a good woman of God, and also a a great therapist, um, mental health clinician, Latasha Anderson. And if you didn't hear those shows, you can go back and listen either on the YouTube channel. They both are posted there. Or you can listen, um, if you look at our archives here on Blog Talk Radio, the YouTube channel is youtube.com slash seek, the number two, teach. And you'll see that in the Radio, Seek to Teach Radio playlist. But just to touch on a little bit of what was what was said, just a brief recap. In the first episode, we kind of went into what depression is, what it means to be depressed from a clinical perspective, who it could possibly impact, and, you know, ways to deal with that. Then we went further in the second episode, speaking specifically about um, well, per- postpartum depression was one of the things that came up, depression in men, and then also forms of treatment. So in the last episode, this is a follow-up to the teaching I did on seek to teach TV that was posted on Wednesday, if you um, take a look, that's on the same YouTube channel, but I did a post about fighting depression from a practical standpoint. It's not to say that, you know, if you're in treatment or if you're considering treatment that it's something incorrect to do and, you know, you should try this particular method, but basically... In a nutshell, in a 20-minute teaching, I talked about, you know, how I identified a depressed attack or an attack of oppression that could have led to depression within myself. I didn't know what it was. I didn't know how to explain it. But I talked about how I dealt with that. And, you know, long and short, it went back to meditation, um, meditating on the Word of God and memorization. But if you check that out, it's a very um, solid teaching on you know a practical way a practical weapon to use against that and that's the perfect segue to second corinthians 10
1: i'm going to read from the ESV
0: version for the passages i'll go over today but second corinthians 10 verse 4 says for the weapons of our warfare are not of the flesh. I know we're used to hearing are not carnal. Um, it's the same thing. It says, are not of the flesh but have divine power to destroy strongholds. We destroy arguments and every lofty opinion raised against the knowledge of God and take every thought captive to obey Christ, being ready to punish every disobedience when your obedience is complete. Now, in verse 5, when it talks about take every captive to uh, every thought captive to obey Christ, that's a, a very important thought to to take a hold on because when we look at depression, it's surrounding our thought life. It of course it can flow out and affect many aspects of our walk with God. It could um, not not only our walk with God but our our life in general. It can affect your health, you know, leading on to other issues such as stress, high blood pressure, heart related issues. Um, there's various sicknesses that can flow just out of that thought. You know, the scripture says guard your heart with all diligence for out of it flow the issues of life. And when we when we talk about guarding our heart, I did mention in the show that depression affects our soul and that's what you consider the mind, the will and emotions. Also you can say heart, you can put heart in there. Um it it can be a emotional storm that, that comes that comes about it could be suddenly, it could be something gradual. But the important thing is to be able to recognize depression. And, you know, by no means do I claim to know every way to recognize depression. But one way I could say is um, when you're in the gloomy mood, you know, and you, you just don't have, the ambition to do anything, you know, someone may say, "Oh, that person is just lazy." Well, no, there's oftentimes there's something behind that. So if you're if you find yourself at a place and you just don't want to do anything, you don't want to do the basic things around the house, don't want to get out and do anything. And I'm not speaking, you know, in terms of introverted people versus extroverted people, but when it's something out of character for you, and you know, you just you, you just feel stuck, you know, you don't necessarily have to feel sad. That's that's another thing that, you know, I just thought of. Because one's depressed, that doesn't mean that they're always feeling sad or in a bad mood. You can think of it as um, something as, let's look at prep, something just pressing down on you, something that's stifling you from um, really just flourishing, just, just enjoying life in, in general. As with any other sickness, what can happen is depression is unaddressed. It can you can become numb to it. So let's say for instance uh, a toothache. You can have a toothache and maybe you need a root canal, and um, you deal with the pain and you know you might you may procrastinate going to the dentist. But after a while, what happens is that toothache goes away. It, it, it may come come back now and then. But for the most part, you're accustomed to that. Now, that doesn't mean that the issue is resolved. There's actually something worse going on there. But because you don't address it, you know, that's that's where it builds up. The same thing is there with with depression. You know, you may get used to, okay, just secluding, just shutting down, isolating from, from everything and everyone, and you get comfortable in that. Um, the phrase comes about when people talk about wowing in your sorrow or pity parties, et cetera. There are times, there are aspects of our flesh that enjoy the negative, you know, that enjoy that darkness. That's why Paul says you are sometimes darkness, but walk in the light. So just because we're saved and we have the light in us, that does not mean that we always take the option and opt to walk in light. So you you can get in those particular situations, and, you know, uh, another thing, another sign is just wanting to sleep all the time, not necessarily due to physical effects, but just it's just something that you want to do. You just want to sleep. And it allows you to kind of push away reality. That's something that drug addicts can relate to as well. Because the drug of choice, while they are in pursuit of that high, while they embrace the high, they're going through the process, it tears them apart from reality and they do not have to deal with the issues of life that are there. So these are various ways that, you know, you don't deal with depression. The way that we deal with it is really to attack it head on. So if we feel that there is something different, you know, something just not right, the way I put it in the, in the teaching, I said, you know, I was just in a funk. Uh, it's not that I had anything specific that I was going through. It's not that I could pinpoint why I was feeling a certain way. It was just suddenly I just felt, You know, I just had a feeling I I couldn't really couldn't really describe it. It's just something it it just didn't feel good. I wasn't motivated. Um, I just felt bad. Like I said, I I was in a funk and I didn't know where that feeling came from. I didn't realize that that could have been the start of going into a state of depression. And, you know, I, I addressed it with one of the weapons of warfare that's not karma, that's not of the flesh. And that was meditation. So I turned to God, Um, I, I attempted to pray, I was driving, I couldn't read the word, but what I did was I began to cycle through the scriptures that I did have memorized, it doesn't matter how much you have memorized, it's just one passage, you can just try that, just keep going through that passage, and allow that to take you out. And then once it takes you out of that state of depression, you know, go back to prayer, get an understanding as to what's going on. That's what I did, and that's how this whole series came about, was out of that situation. It was something that, you know, definitely needed to be addressed. Then on the other hand, you know, I have many listeners that aren't dealing with depression. I I can't say, I doubt that I, I have anyone who's never dealt with depression, but even if you aren't going through it, it's important that um to recognize it in others. I go to the scripture to the to the scripture in Galatians six. Paul says in Galatians six one, this is the English standard version again, he says, Brother, if anyone is caught in any transgression, you who are spiritual should restore him in a spirit of gentleness. Now I'm gonna stop there for a second now when now Paul's talking about caught in any transgression he's talking about an area of sin well depression is not is not one of the willful acts of disobedience that you normally associate with sin such as lying stealing cheating you know the the law aspect but it is something it's a what what sin is is basically a separation from god it's it's anything that separates us from god So a lack of faith, not believing God, you know, that God is moved by our belief in him. That's an area of sin when we're not trusting him, when we're not worrying. These are examples that are areas of sin because these are things that separate us from the lover of our souls. So depression, of course, um, and oppression, these are things that are not, associated with God. So when we're in a state of depression, we're unable to commune with the Holy Spirit where there's a divide. There's, it's just as we're being disobedient. So when you talk about caught in any area of transgression, also depression is something that could lead to many areas of sin because we forget our self-worth. We begin to um, feel sorry for ourselves. We, we, we don't properly identify with who we are in Christ. And the way God sees us, so we get stuck and we begin to listen to what it is the enemy whispers in our ears about us, all these negative things. So, you know, this is caught in, and it doesn't any transgression. Well, we're caught in that area. So, if anyone is caught in that area, those who are spiritual, and what I mean by spiritual, that doesn't mean that you're more spiritual, but just spiritual in general, you know, they're. There's not a a degree of spirituality that I'm saying here. The fact that you have the spirit of Christ, you have all of his spirit, you know, you're not looking for it. You can't say, well, I'm not on that level. No, you have the Holy Spirit in totality. So if we have the Holy Spirit and we identify that in a loved one, a friend, then what we do is we gently deal with it. We don't necessarily have to tell them, hey, you're depressed, get out of it. But you know, create dialogue. Generally, they're they're probably going to want to be kind of fend off. Not like nothing's nothing wrong, and not going go into it, prayerful about how to approach them, what you should say, what you what you should just pray about, or maybe you just ask them, you know, hey, can can we pray together? Not even saying that I noticed this in you. That's the spirit of gentleness. And Paul goes on further in that same verse. He says, "Keep watch on yourself, lest you too be tempted." Now, this is where you have the wisdom and you take the right approach. It's not something that, you know, you just come at them and, you know, you want to get an argument as to why they're depressed, times of depression, and why they're not doing certain things. You have to be careful because when you get into these long, drawn-out debates, then, you know, you you don't know how that could impact you as well or your debt. So, you know, these are... uh, it's just an important aspect. It could just simply be a word of encouragement, just you know, just exhortation, just just building that person up, edification. You know, um, the scripture says, "Bear one another, one another's burdens, and so fulfill the law of Christ." You know, so this is fulfilling the law of Christ. You know, as, as to loving your neighbor as yourself, even though if you're in that situation, you may not, nine times out of ten, you don't really want to have someone talk to you to bring you out of the situation, but there indeed is a need there. So that's just something important to do um, as far as having this awareness, having this awareness of depression. It's just important to move there. You know, um, David, he was depressed. And um, well, we're going to take a look at First Samuel 30. And this was this was a very tough situation. I'm not going to go through the the entire passage, but basically, um, the Amalekites had the Amalekites had um, you know one on a raid, raid against against Negev and against Ziklag. And um, scripture says that you know they overcame Ziklag and burned it with fire. And um, this impacted David because this is where his wives were. You know, they took captive all the women. They burned it with fire. Um, the wives, the sons, and daughters were taken captive. Verse 4 says, "Then David and the people who were with him raised their voices and wept until they had no more strength to weep. David's two wives also had been taken captive. And um, in, in verse 6, it says, And David was greatly distressed for the people who spoke of stoning him. Because all the people were bitter and soul, each for his sons and daughters. But David strengthened himself or encouraged himself in the Lord his God. If you go back to the teaching that I um, that I shared on Tuesday, uh, I'm I'm sorry, on Thursday on Teach TV, I talk about how David encouraged himself in the Lord. I talked about how we can encourage ourselves as far as reflecting on the goodness of the Lord, reflecting on the word of God and meditating. This is what David did. I mean, David asked himself, he he spoke to himself, he spoke to his soul. He said, you know, why are you disquieted in me? I don't understand this. I don't understand exactly why this is going on I know the bad The bad things that happened The calamity But I also know God I I have experienced him I experienced the joy Of being in his presence I know his promises I know that this is not The end of the story I know that Anything that I'm going through, I know that's not the end. It's just what I see. I know, just like Paul would say, we look at at the things which are seen, but the seen are eternal. That's in Second Corinthians 4. So, you know, David, of that mind state, so he, if, if he's that strong in the Lord and that close to the Lord, he's saying, well, why in the world am I feeling this way? Why is this depression setting in? Sure they 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 speak a stone in the stone and me, sure my wives were taken captive, sure, you know, this is totally sure I have these things up against me and what he had to do because there was no one else around him to help him, he encouraged himself in the Lord. And that is, you know, that that is the strongest prescription I can recommend is encouraging yourself in the Lord. Because even when dealing with depression, you know, from a clinical standpoint dealing with going through treatment, it's not going to work absent the assistance of God. You know, we don't we we can't get it confused and, and say that, you know, we're throwing our hands up. We can't get it confused and begin to think that because we're seeking some other method that we're giving up. No, that's not the case. God is God is God moves through practical ways and he has practical solutions to, you know, deliver us from various situation so um, in that case you know he encouraged himself in the Lord and regardless of what we do to deal with depression or uh, addressing others that are dealing with with depression it's important that we continue to stay grounded and work on communion with the Holy Spirit I'm going to pause for a second I do have a caller on the line let's see if um, they would like to weigh in I do have 228 are you there? Yes Who am I speaking with? Hello. Okay, I'm sorry, I lost the call on two two eight. But um, yeah, as I was as I was stating, you know, it's it's important just to stay grounded and to maintain that focus on really building our building ourselves up. And I, if you identify in in someone else, then you kind of know what it is that they're going through. point the situation. Really, there are oftentimes it's a place of solitude. It makes you feel like you can't necessarily escape it. We look at Jesus in the Garden of Gethsemane, which we mentioned in the first show when we talked about depression. Jesus was at a place of pressing, you know, um, when we look at Gethsemane in general. And he asked his inner circle, Peter, James, and John, those close to him, he asked them as he went through this situation. Now he went back to look at that support and saw that they pretty much they fell asleep. They abandoned their post. He didn't feel there was anyone else that he could reach out to. The scripture says that, you know, his tears were as drops of blood. That's just how much he was crying. David spoke about his um David spoke about his tears being his meat, you know, that throughout the day. The majority of what he was doing was actually um crying, he was suffering, those types of things, and he did not feel that he could go anywhere else besides of course, going back to God. Now, before we wrap up, I'm going to go back to 228 if they'd like to have any impact. Are you there, Carla? Okay. Yes, I'm here. I'm still here. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. Who am I speaking with? This is Lucas. Okay. Hi, um, Sister Lucas. Did you have any um, thing that you wanted to share about depression or any questions? No, sir. I didn't. No, sir. Thank okay. you, Dad. All right. Well, thanks. Thanks for calling in. Thanks for listening. Yes, sir. Okay. So, like, like we said, in in, in, in wrapping in wrapping that up, the scripture says, you know, like I said, this is a fight against depression. Yes, it, it has to be. Something that we that we fight because it's something that we easily and anyone can fall into depression, and we're pretty much set up to deal with that. That's something that Satan wants to come you know he of course he attacks our mind first, even before attacking the body, or even if we do have a physical ailment, he takes advantage to. Attack our minds at, at that time, and you know, make us feel. And that's something I can definitely relate to. Uh, make us feel inadequate. Make us feel as if we're going to die. God has abandoned us, and all sorts of false things that He can plant into our minds. And and not only that, not putting it all on our enemy, but our flesh has a tendency to to rebel. Our soul itself, you know, uh, we 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 have the tendency to rebel, to fall back into bad habits or not really see the light of day so to speak. That's um something simple to do and I'm not I'm not saying I'm not presenting it as if it's something easy, okay, you just snap yourself out of it. No, that's why it's that's why we have spiritual discipline. These are things that we definitely have to work at even when we don't feel like doing it. Because if we float if we float to the flesh, you know, we know that of the flesh we reap death and corruption. But if we sow to the spirit, that's that's where the life is and that's where the that's where the light is. So just the practical things on the, on a daily basis and then of course never feel that, you know, you're you're too spiritual or um you have too much pride or too much position to go and talk to someone about it. If Jesus, if Jesus of Nazareth here, God tabernacled in the flesh, was um able to humble himself And go and ask for assistance Then how much more should we And we know that Jesus is someone who Was in constant communion and obedience With the Holy Spirit So it it could be a matter Of just talking to someone about it Seeking help, you know all these things we touched on, if you look into the archive of those three shows as well as the teaching there, these are these are various things that we could do. And, of course, um, like I said, internalizing the Word of God, that's something that has helped me tremendously. Just um, mem- memorizing the Word of God that I can meditate on it, that I can think on it. It may not even be – it doesn't have to necessarily be associated with what we're going through at the time. Oftentimes we try to find scripture to speak directly to our situation but it's not always the case that um that we have to speak to that situation because actually we could be impacted the way these things work out spiritually even though we're going through something and we might associate our mental state with what we're going through at, the, at that time, it actually could be something residual. It actually could be something that we don't even see, something that happened before, something that was planted before that we don't even recognize. So just trying to come at that with a specific scripture and, and limiting it to, to that that particular scripture, that may not do it for you. Whereas the word of God, is a canon. The Word of God is a living body of work. It's not meant to be taken in excerpts. You know, we take small pieces here and there, but it's, you know, as C.S. Lewis said, anything else than the whole Bible makes you less than a whole Christian. So it as as the Spirit guides us through the Word, we don't even have to understand why the Lord led us to memorize a certain scripture or why we've been stuck reading the same chapter for a week or two and that's where he's been going we don't have to understand that but what we should understand is the power that, that there's life that the word it's it's a two-edged sword you know it, it's powerful it's just like um i it to praying in the spirit we don't know unless there's interpretation we don't know what we're praying for but we know that when we're doing this in the proper way it's we're edifying, we're building ourselves up, we're praying the perfect will of God, and we're, we may not be praying for a specific situation at the time, and that's okay because it goes much beyond our situation. It's easy for us to look at it in a small window and focus on that, and that's what the enemy wants us to do. That's how we get slumped into depression because it's something so small, something so trivial to someone else, but it seems like a mountain to us. And um, you know we would never talk down and say, okay, oh, you just need to get over it. You're um, being unreasonable. You're being ridiculous. No, everyone has a cross of there. and we have no right to say what what is just um, what is like for someone else. You know what? and Paul talks about light affliction, he's not he's not putting anyone down, but he's saying in the grand scheme of things. But of course, you never when, when we're handling each other in gentleness. We don't want to say even if we went through the same thing and got over and say ah oh, you know yeah you'll get past that don't worry about it that's that's nothing because that could really crush someone while they're in that situation. Um, we don't want to con- we don't want to contribute to that, but sadly oftentimes we we do because we may look at our situation as if it's something at a greater magnitude in which that's never that's never the design you know we're we're um, consoling each other. We're comforting each other, we're building each other up. we're trying to model what it is that what it is that Christ did, and it's really about empowerment so through the whole you know the whole discussion on depression throughout this time, I actually had dealt with several situations that could have drawn me back into depression and it, it was helpful to me to just hear reports. There's various people reaching out on the social networks, whether it be Facebook, Twitter, Google+, Plus, um, that have gone in and listened to the archive shows and said, hey, this is on time because, you know, I'm, I'm definitely dealing with something. Or, yeah, I dealt with that when I wasn't saved and I didn't know what it was. And, you know, that's just been encouraging. And, you know, I have to be a partaker as well, you know, because several, several attacks came. But fortunately, um, I took the appropriate steps to deal with it. I didn't have to seek, seek any treatment. I just had to recognize what was a potential pitfall or what could have been something that led me into depression. And I pray it, it's the same that, that goes for all. So for all that have contributed to the discussions and have asked the questions, um, I, I definitely thank Ms. Latasha Anderson again. I thank my co-host in his absence, Minister Robert Hale, and um, just everyone who's who supported this share the videos, shared the links to get the word out. If you have any questions, any concerns, any prayer requests, please um, send them on. You can reach out to me on social networks or ground at seek2teach.com. Definitely send me your feedback with definitely in all confidence, and I will be keeping you in prayer. I ask that you do the same for me. So again, thanks for listening. God bless you all. And remember, as long as you seek, the Holy Spirit will teach.